0: Garage fam, it we, the Garage Guys, and you're listening to the NASCAR Race Recap of the Goodyear 400 in Darlington, America. I'm Garage Guy Chase, and I'm joined uh, with uh, newly retired Dale Tanhart. Dale, Dale, how's retirement?
1: Pretty good. I uh, My dad's birthday was yesterday. went to a Outback Steakhouse. The no was rules, really just right. Growing really fond of that place, and uh, celebrated his birthday and my continued retirement. Um, official retirement party soon, soon to be announced. But yeah, no, it's uh it's going well.
0: I'm excited about it, man. I'm gonna be sure to go buy some of those uh, those little those little things you blow, and they go like and some confetti. I'm gonna go buy Party City, um, and we'll, we'll we'll make it a big shindig. And what are and, those
1: called? I, I don't I think about uh, that.
0: I, for some reason, I wanted to call them a kazoo, but a kazoo is an instrument. So uh, it's a plastic instrument that you buy for like three cents per piece. And they usually come in a pack of like 90. Oh, okay. And- it's
1: just, it's, mm-hmm. I just looked it up. It's just called a party horn. A, a party, party horn. horn. We, yeah, get, we need a lot of party that. horns. I thought there was like an actual dedicated name for that, but they couldn't come up with anything creative.
0: Mm-mm. That's uh, maybe we should talk to their people about finding a new name. Oh, here but,
1: you go. Some people call it a birthday kazoo. That works.
0: Okay, so yeah, I was close with the kazoo. Well, I'm 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 excited to know that it was uh, Dad Dale Hart's birthday, and I love the fact that he goes to an Outback Steakhouse. Uh, that that's that's like his favorite place. Is that his favorite place to eat?
1: I don't know if it's their favorite, but that's just where they. I also didn't get to celebrate Mother's Day because uh, we were on the road. So. I just right. asked my parents, I was like, hey, where do you guys want to go? And they just said Outback. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Outback, I mean, it, it was good. I'm not the biggest Outback guy ever, but I like the the poop bread, the brown poop bread they have. and then mm-hmm. With the, the white butter? Yeah. Red cum yeah. butter? I, yeah. And then I got uh, this good pasta. It was good. And uh, my dad ate a steak. And uh, I don't remember what my mom got.
0: It's hilarious to me because, like, Outback was a very, uh very foundational part of my childhood. My father insisted that we eat Outback almost uh, once a month, sometimes twice. Um, we used to eat
1: there a lot too growing up, actually.
0: Yeah. So, see, that's why I said just another thing to put in the tank that we basically had the same childhood. Um, and Kevin Harvick drove an Outback car at one time in his life. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah the free blooming onions, that would have been nice.
0: Yeah, been a lot of Kevin Harvick chatter going into Kansas this week, but we'll save that for the preview show, which uh, will be coming out uh, sometime around the weekend. We will not be in Kansas for everyone here that was wondering if we were going to Kansas. You heard it here uh, first. We're not going to Kansas. Uh, I don't see any reason to go to a racetrack that has a casino by it. And there is no way to sports bet at that casino. I feel like that is just, it, it is the biggest tragedy of all time. Um, but I do hear they have good barbecue around the area. So I'll keep that one, um, you know, in the back, back of my mind.
1: Yeah, I'm not, not a Kansas guy. Not a big Kansas guy. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've never been out there, but i not, I don't have like the heaviest aspirations to go see what it's all about. So I know there are some people we do have some some garage fam out in Kansas or live near Kansas. I'm sorry that we will not be there, but we need a break or I'm going to die from sleeping <laughs> in the box for three months straight. <laughs> yeah. I think so, at this
0: point it's not even about like how we're sleep. Like I know that like you being on the couch is uh, it's got to be tough, and we've tried. It's not even about the couch; drought. it's just about yeah.
1: being stuck in a box. That's what know? I was That's about to say. Is.
0: I'm, I'm, I myself, like, in, in where I sleep at in the RV, I'm just like, this is depressing, and my sinuses get backed up, and it's just terrible sometimes. After like, you just gotta weeks. have a
1: break. Just you, you get burnout mode, and uh, we're not not having fun anymore. It's just need a need a nice little two week span where we can kind of regroup. I mean, yeah, Dale's retiring. Fine,
0: right? Right? I mean, I mean, you're you're retiring. That's all that needs to be said. Like, I yeah. mean, that's that's where we're.
1: At. I am. Re- it's not retiring. I have already retired. The retire the retirement has commenced. Uh, we're we're going to yeah.
0: do a poll. We're going to do a poll. We'll Figure out when you decide you can come out of retirement anytime. But uh, it, it's okay. But let's talk about what led to the retirement. I'm not
1: trying to pull a Tom Brady.
0: Mm-mm, no, Tom I'm Brady. An honest person. That is cool. I found out he was going to Fox. Shout out to that. they they're, they're going to have a lot of people watching. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so as an honest man, let, let's go into the weekend from hell, uh, Darlington America, it did not start out as the weekend from hell and it was throwback weekend, which is kind of like our thing. You know, a lot of people know and everyone listens to this podcast. know. it's basically throwback weekend every weekend. So maybe that was why we went straight to the shitter because it was like the one weekend that was, you know, named after the way that we try to live life at the racetrack. Um, it was just too much. It was just too much energy going in. And it was like, Hey, like, sorry. And then the lady in black, uh, from insidious became the track and, uh, and she completely just destroyed our world. Um, it it literally was a horror movie. Um, I don't know if you have any quick thoughts just in general before we dive in, but it was a horror movie for me.
1: Yeah, I, um, it's tough because Darlington's actually been a pretty good track for me on the betting side. Um, last year, got both cup winners, swept it, didn't get Xfinity with Allgaier last year, but got the trucks with Creed. This year, got the trucks to start off. It was a good weekend, good kickoff to the weekend. Um, had John Hunter and Nemechek, which was just like an easy play, like, pat on the back, play, you know. Um, and Xfinity was awful. Josh Berry jumping the restart in Xfinity killed a lot of people, including myself. I Tyler thought he won it. that race. In my Yeah, he did. He did, <laughs> but he also didn't. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Josh Berry jumps to restart, fucks us. Uh, but in my mind, he is the winner. He is the winner of that race. And then Sunday was just it was fine. Sunday was, was fine up until that big wreck, and that took out every single one of my matchup plays, top five. Martin Truex owes me so much money for, over the past two years. You're probably not going to get it just back. killed me, killed me over and over and over again, and I, I don't know why I come back. And yeah, he that's slowly, causes that wreck, and, and takes out all of my other picks with him. I mean, it, it was just pathetic. It was just pathetic. I mean, he's so dead to me. He's so dead to me. You know, I I, I, I had to retire
0: that driver, Martin Truex Jr. And I told you this at the track, too. And I'll I'll let everybody here let the record show that um, not a big Martin Truex Jr. better and probably won't be ever again, uh, except for like a super speedway, because I do feel like one of those wins are coming for him. Um, he's been a little bit better at super speedways. I feel like this year, at least he's hanging in there to the end. He's, he's trying to get closer and closer to it. Cause I feel like we went through Martin's, uh, intermediate track phase, and then we went through his domination short track phase. And now he's like, he, he's one of those drivers. He's like, all right, I figure something out now I got to move forward. And so now it's like, it's on to trying to dominate super speedways. Don't know if he'll achieve it. But uh, that, that might be the only places I bet on him. Plus, having Hunter, our, our guy Hunter, in the pit box with him, it, it sucks because, like, I always root for our guys, you know, especially the, our guys that we know that are pit, uh, pit crew athletes. And Hunter is, like, day one. So it's like every time we're talking about, like, you know, what's going on or what we're going to do that week, I'm in the back of my mind. I'm just having a great conversation about life with Hunter. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not betting on on Martin. Like, I, I hate this, I hate this, you know, because I want, I want to send good energy to Hunter. But it's just like, I don't know, man, I, I can't do it anymore. I feel like he's just too old and he also doesn't sign hot dogs. So, yeah, screw, screw Yeah, that's it the
1: kicker. He refused to sign our hot dog at Martinsville. That was was mm-hmm. cool. I would Super never, cool.
0: would never, I, I made up my mind that day, like, I will never bet on him again. It's personal. Yeah. And, and then you know, bet on him at Dover. Yeah, and then I bet on him at Dover. But that's only because Mondays are for Martin. I, I, I live by that rule. Like, if there's a rain out and it's a Monday, I feel like Mondays are for Martin. So you kind of have to bet it. So
1: God, yeah. he just is such uh, – I just don't understand. Like, he, he'll run top five the entire race, be in the mix, in the conversation, and just find a way to ruin everything. Yeah. Maybe. And, not like, he, he won't just fuck it up for himself. He'll just fuck it up for everybody and and that's what we saw at Darlington and that's what's so, that's what's so difficult about this one worst betting day in the history of my life minus 12 and a half units which is like 12 and a half trillion dollars from my bank account and it's just Darlington you don't see those kind of wrecks you just don't see massive pileups happen at that racetrack and that's a rare thing that's a very rare thing that we saw in the but what what economy. if it's
0: not going to be but i that that's what worries me now is like okay well this new car is here and it's like this this could turn into one of those those race tracks now i mean looking at it there were only 23 cars that finished this race running that is wild to me
1: yeah that's like a super speedway i mean that's that's like what we probably saw regarding the amount of cars left at daytona or talladega earlier this year but yeah yeah i don't i think i think the southern 500 will be different i don't think we'll see a bunch of massive wrecks like that now that we've gotten one darlington race under our belts the conditions also were not ideal on race day it was very cold uh similar to like what we saw in martinsville but um the cars were really, really tough to handle, and that's I think that's a product of this Gen Seven race car. Uh, the intermediates are just going to be kind of tough to predict when you got these cars just sliding out from under you. I mean, we saw it with Kyle Larson very early in the race, and that ultimately ended his day. After you know he came in was fine, and then blew an engine, blew an engine because he got the RPMs too high, revved it up too much when he had spun out ultimately caused too much damage to the engine. And then what 50, 60 laps later, working back through the field blows an engine. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, there, there's going to be a fine line at Darlington. If you get over that line of pushing the limit, you're going to, you're going to be sideways and you're going to be spinning out. Salt saw it with Ross, I saw it with Truex, X, saw it with Larson, who were three of the arguably three of the top five fastest cars of, of that race.
0: Right. And that that was where the heartbreak started to set in for me. It was with Ross. But yeah, the main thing here is that this is the learning curve of the new car. And like you said, probably won't see this again at the Southern 500. There's a lot of time and a lot of rubber that's going to be laid down between now and then. So I do feel like we'll have a little bit more of a cleaner, more identical race to what we normally see at Darlington. I mean, that's the hope, at least, because, yeah, after after hitting Darlington, I think that was one of my personally, I feel like that was one of my more impressive hits of the year. And only because I only chose two outrights normally, you know, I'm three or four guys. And like you say all the time, the odds have been so good this year that you can stack up you know, four, four to five outrights almost weekly. And it's weird for me because I don't like to do that. You know, typically I have never liked to do that last year. I was that way, but like this year, it's like, you kind of can't help it. But when you're stacking like five guys, you expect one of those dudes to hit. And when it doesn't, it's like shit. Like, that's why this, this race for me, I do feel like was the worst, the worst betting like you said of your life, I feel, I feel very similar that usually we'll have at least one thing that will hit on our cards and they didn't. So just if you're new here and you just found our articles and the prize picks article and everything else from this weekend, like don't let that set the example of what our content is, because this was a very, very uh, different weekend. And
1: it was an anomaly. I mean, when you have a, yeah. anytime you have a massive pileup wreck that takes out six, seven, eight guys, I mean, you're, be, you're destined to have something in that wreck that is, that's going to kill you. Yeah. Like, and it's just for me, it just happened to be every single head to head matchup I had, uh, I had Kurt Busch over Sendrick, easy money. He's in the wreck. I had Eric Jones over Chris Busher, easy money. He's in the wreck. And then I had Denny Hamlin over Chase Elliott. He had kind of fucked himself from a uh, pit road, from a pit road error, but he was in the wreck too, and and that made that have no chance after he had been beaten Chase Elliott for ninety percent of the race. So. And that's no, what I mean,
0: hurts, man. Is like we were, you were, t- you were on that bet early. I mean, when we did NASCAR uh, Twitter Space,
1: yeah, you and, were talking I mean, about that. They were all on point. I mean, Chris Busher and Austin Syndrick spent the whole race basically a lap down. While well, Eric Jones was running top 10 the entire race. Kurt Busch had rebounded up into the top 10 from his pit road issues, but was on the lead lap and had a fast race car. And, you know, all it takes is one crash and they're all gone. But yeah, it is what it is. It happens. Uh, there are some races. Darlington Trucks last year was an insane race. And yeah, I was, was on the good end on that. You know, a lot of people bet on John Hunter Nemechek or Corey Heim. If you guys remember on a restart, they wrecked each other took out 10 to 12 trucks and Sheldon Creed who did not have the best truck came through and ended up winning that race. So. And wasn't, it weird, that.
0: wasn't it weird to you that this truck race was, I feel like it was one of the more, Very I, it was the yeah. buttoned up race of the weekend.
1: Yeah, it was, it really was. And it was, a, it was a good race too. I mean, there are a lot of guys that were in contention, came up and led Carson. Host was right there knocking on the door. Um, Man, yeah, that was a good race. Thinking about how the weekend fell out. Yeah. That was probably the best race of the weekend. And honestly, if, no, honestly, it was the George, I think, man. I think Jordan the cup Knight. race, like all betting aside, the cup race was a great race to watch. I went Fantastic. back and watched. It. I went back and watched it on TV yesterday and really enjoyed it. If I didn't I try to reimagine it like not having any skin in the game, and I was like, wow, that was a uh, that was a good race. Really good yeah. race to watch. Now Joey Logano won that race. We've been talking for like an hour and hadn't even spoken of that (laughs) bump and run, dump and run, whatever you call it. Um, That's a big topic this week and people will not stop talking about it. And uh, I I have a pretty strong opinion on this, but I want to know what you think about the, the move to make the win for Logano versus Byron.
0: Yeah. So uh, first things first, smoking Joe. On the, uh, on the door, on the top of the door panel, I, uh, I, I love that fucking nickname uh, for him. And, and I think that it should probably stay because, you know, Joseph L. was the one that we had coined. But the smoking Joe, if, especially when you do bump and run action like that, it, it's, it, it fits. But you just, you know, and he like thanked his entire uh, city that he's from in the post-race interview, I got to watch that as well. When I, when I watched my replay of the race. Um, but what he did with Byron, I went back and, and watched it and I really studied like that last lap when Byron really, I mean, he didn't, he didn't move out of the way. Like he was trying to, I feel like Joey was trying to race him clean. He was coming up to it. And there was that one moment where Byron just did not move and there was no room for Joey and Joey got it into the wall. So for William to come back after it was all said and done and say, you know, he just runs over people. That's what he does. He was in his lane. And I'll say that, you know, at that point, if we and Byron can put Joey Logano in a wall because he doesn't have enough room up on the top of the track, then Joey Logano can bump William out of the way and go get a dub. And that's that. That's where I'm
1: at with it. So um, I disagree with the restart thing because that was a late race moment where Byron had a great restart, was holding the bottom, and had a chance off a of turn two to make the pass, and he held it in there. He didn't. I Darlington, when you come off a of turn two, this naturally there's just not a lot of room for two cars. I don't think Byron necessarily put him in the wall as much as look. Both of them just had their foot on the throttle held their lines pretty good, and you just run out of space. But Logano calls out retaliation, and I can understand why, if he's behind the wheel of the car, why he felt that way. Um, but I think that was more of a, a racing deal. But here, ultimately, Logano moved Byron out of the way to win the race. No one should be surprised because this is how Joey Logano races. And Joey Logano lost a championship because of a move like that. Back in 2014, Joey Logano had one of the most dominant playoff runs I'd ever seen. He had won three consecutive races in one of those rounds where he swept uh, Talladega, Kansas, and and one other track. Maybe it was New Hampshire. And Kansas was when he spun Matt Kenseth out, when I thought Kenseth was blocking unnecessarily for an intermediate racetrack. Logano spins him out. Matt Kenseth comes back four (laughs) or five races later. And when Logano is once again leading the race, it was Martinsville, at Martinsville, right? yeah. yeah, at Martinsville and and completely takes him out as a lap car that was 50, 60 laps down. And Logano loses the championship ultimately because of that. So Joey is fully aware of the consequence, the potential consequences of a move like this, right? Right. So that's part that's part one of all this. That's how Joey races. He's lost a championship because of this move. Part two and all this. If you go on YouTube and just look at historic bump and runs like the good, the bad, the ugly, look at all the times Jeff Gordon has moved somebody like that out of the way. Carl Edwards has done it. Hell, Dale Jr. has done it at Michigan one time to Carl Edwards. Everybody at some point has made this move. Harvick has done it. Denny Hamlin has done it. Jimmy Johnson has done it. NASCAR is a contact sport. And that move that we saw on Sunday is what makes NASCAR so special is that it is the only top tier form of motorsport that is a contact sport where you can see something like that happen in a battle for the win. An IndyCar, Formula, Formula One, typically on average, first place wins by like forty seconds. So you'll never see that. Uh, rarely, rarely will ever see that. IndyCar, similar, but you can't make contact with those cars, or it's just it would just be a disaster. So, when you compare it to the other top-tier forms of motorsports, I mean, NASCAR is the ultimate contact sport, and that's what makes NASCAR so special. And Dale Earnhardt, the one guy left off of that list of guys, did this constantly. I mean, all the freaking time, and he's celebrated as a hero. So, talk about a move that's not going to hurt Joey Logano's legacy. It's not going to get him out of the Hall of Fame. So, he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to do whatever he can to win. So, personally if i'm a byron fan yeah i'm pissed if i'm a team hendrick fan i'm pissed naturally but i have no problem with the move i have no problem with the move at all because that is what differentiates nascar from other forms of motorsports it's a contact sport people move people all the time to win races and that's what we saw on sunday and it was a it was a really cool moment and those moments they are controversial but they make for iconic memories in this sport so yeah it'll be on a compilation
0: at one point and uh, that's all good stuff and I mean just to follow up on that too when you're in that position that Joey's in he never won Darlington I don't think he's won in the cup series I remember looking back I mean he he only he had only led like I think it was under 40 laps in his entire career at that racetrack for somebody like Joey and for his career wanting to become a hall of famer you got to get a win at that track. And this was his opportunity and his chance. He was fast all day long. I severely underestimated him as a driver. Otherwise, he would have been on my betting card. He would have been in my DFS. And he would have been over 44 points on my prize picks article that I had written. And uh, and, and so it's just like, those are the things that I, I really didn't think about. Like when I was preparing all weekend long, it's like usually when I see situations like that and scenarios, I'm thinking, okay, because I'm the big narrative guy, and I'm like, all right, he's never won a race here. He was fast in practice. Yeah, let's let's play this. Let's go this direction. I didn't do that this time because I genuinely did not feel like Joey was was going to be the guy that could do that. I thought that he was going to get completely destroyed by Kyle Larson, which was the earliest and shittiest upset of, of the day other than Chastain wrecking himself. Uh, but essentially Kyle did the same thing. I took Kyle right before the race started, put two units on him. And I really do think that he would have won that race if he wouldn't have uh, made the mistakes that he did. But for Joey, just to, to, to cap off on that whole conversation, when you got a crown jewel race right there in your reach, you're going to, you got to do whatever the fuck you got to do to get that win. So no harm, no foul. In my opinion, William Byron's got a long career ahead of him and he's probably in for a really great career. Joey is at that point now where he's been in this thing for a long fucking time. And so, yeah. Just keep an eye out.
1: Jeff Gordon in the, in a post race interview said, I mean, this is what sets the precedent when you got Jeff Gordon saying this um who's basically the the guy number two at Hendrick Motorsports now uh or maybe yeah guy he's definitely number two he's definitely the next guy in line but he said uh Joey Logano's got he's got payback coming I mean and he's I'm sure he's reiterated that to William Byron
0: the whole field's gonna pay him back like I mean I feel like it's Joey Logano versus the field every day it always is yeah that should be a bet bet.
1: and (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just, just be expecting payback at some point. You know, I, I, we know William Byron is not a dirty race. I've never even um, – there, there have been very few instances where I've seen Willie B do something on the track that was uh, scandalous or, or up for debate to be in that conversation. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But running through here, all the guys at DNF, it's pretty crazy. Larson, Kyle Busch, Chastain. Uh, we're, we're all major contenders. Martin Truex was a big contender. Denny Hamlin was fast. Biggest disappointment of the day, probably Chase Briscoe. A lot of people were on Chase Briscoe, including My myself. God. They were just slow, man. Slow, slow, slow all day long.
0: Can't put lightning bolts on the car when you're going to drive that
1: slow. Yeah, that, that should be oh, that should be a blasphemy staple. Yeah. Talk about on the other end of the spectrum. Justin Haley. P4, My Jay, hey ridiculous run by those guys um michael mcdowell finished seventh somebody made a good point i saw on twitter that this guy's been on a heck of a roll with like four consecutive finishes three top tens and like four consecutive of in the top 15 like quiet roll average finish of 10.2 over the past four races so keep that in mind from a betting perspective heading into kansas a guy that's got a lot of momentum uh speaking of momentum ricky stenhouse our guy uh, big Garage Guys Energy with a P8, two top tens in a row. Followed up a P2 at Dover with another strong run. Probably would have had a top five if Harvick didn't slip up and put him in the wall late yeah. in that one. But nonetheless, another good run. Um Ty Dillon, been kind of chugging along. P12, Harrison Crazy. Burton. One of the, Harrison Burton has had a very bad season. He gets a top 15. uh, Todd Gill in top 15 as well. Our guy, Cody Ware, P19. Good run for those guys. They definitely needed it. Survived the ultimate survival fest and got a top 20. That car was uh, underrated on how, how it looked. So, yeah. So, those are some uh, disappointments and some, some uh, some, some I guess, surprises. Honestly, there's some, is a surprise at this point. I feel like the Justin just Haley P
0: three is a surprise, and the reason saying that is just because Definitely that's the biggest one. When we chatted after the race, you know, we had uh, we had hit up one of one of our girls at work at Colleague and was chatting with him. And the thing about it is, is that, and I, I think that Justin has kind of said it himself, like he was uh, scared shitless to run Darlington, supposedly like for for his entire life like that was just one of those tracks that just he just dreaded
1: I think and, that's a common thing with drivers when they when they they get up at Darlington for the first time it's such a unique racetrack that that uh that didn't surprise me but it was funny coming you know it was funny yeah, hearing that. But, yeah
0: thousand percent so it's just really cool to see that and to see Colley get those those kind of finishes because they they are the a new team and uh you know after meeting Justin and getting to know him a little bit better, uh, dude's a champ, man, and, and I like that guy a lot. And I think that they have a really good thing going with with what he's doing in his career. And I feel like he's just a super underrated driver right now in the sport. So with uh, a little more light shining on him like that, finishing where they're getting those finishes, uh, you know, if that continues, man, it's going to be really cool to see how things shake out in the entire series with some of these new teams. Uh, bringing it in, but yeah, just, that was a lot of, a lot of surprise. And and like you said, that's what we're going to get when we have races that it's, are like, it's this. like
1: not even a surprise anymore though. Like these guys have all, it's still kind of a surprise. What's crazy is that with this, I mean, yeah, Justin Haley with, with uh that's a big, that's finish. a big
0: move. Nobody, I guarantee you no one expected Justin Haley to get a top 10 in this race. Guarantee. I, could, I
1: mean, you could, I could see a top 10 considering, He's been pretty solid this season on – especially the DFS side. He's a guy that's gained a lot of spots from his starting positions.
0: Yeah. And he was in
1: the mix at Dover. Led some laps at Dover. Just the tire strategy did not work out. So, But, yeah, P3 uh, for top three, definitely didn't expect that. But we just have seen time and time and again in this short – young season, this Gen 7 car has given the ability to anybody to run anywhere – I mean, the top tens are constantly different week to week if you really sit down and look at the uh, the results compiled from every single race so it's been a really really fun season truly
0: beautiful truly a beautiful thing i am retired okay retired guy yeah we'll 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 keep track we're gonna do a, a dale's uh retirement tracker to see how long you stay retired um so I'll get on that, but, uh, before I, uh, before we go, I want to talk about just a couple of funny moments from the, the track itself, from the race, from race a day, a couple of things that we did, uh, you know, as just as fans, things that we saw things we did. Um, and I, uh, I guess shout out to Jarrett jr. Uh, my new, uh, action figure child man, action figure, man, child. Uh, Jarrett Jr. will be with me um, whenever I wear a quality care jacket at races. So Jarrett Jr., uh, show your respect to Jarrett Jr. He is a, uh, he is a, a, a staple now of Garage Guys. Might be Garage Guy Jr. Who knows? Um, so that was fun carrying him around at the track. And then the Kyle Busch getting out of his car, leaving his car on pit road, was an all time Kyle Bush moment. I feel like that is the crown jewel of Kyle Bush moments. Um, personally, I know that there's a lot of shit that man has done, but for me, that is better than Kyle Bush getting in a fight, seeing him do what he did. That's not even a tantrum, that's just a uh, fuck you pay me, I'm going home. Just such a boss move by Kyle Bush, even though I'm pissed that I bet him to win. And I feel like he probably could have done it. Uh, anyone could have won that race. That's what's wild about it. Anyone could have won the race, but nobody would have parked their car uh, and just got out and walked to the hauler and make the corner. Yeah. Yeah. It was just all the time. I, I thought that was hilarious and great, even though I was sad that, uh, that, that that didn't happen and then also too i think it, it needs to be noted that uh you were officially on your nascar sorcerer game at the race uh as you basically were in full retaliation mode trying to save us in our bets you learned that you could use uh the dark side of your nascar wizardry and turn it into sorcery And uh, you did a great job at standing in pit boxes and destroying people's
1: dreams. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even joking. I was just walking around pit stalls throughout the race. Um, I was in Kyle Busch's pit stall. And then that happened when he, when he had crashed and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I went to Chastain's pit box and then he had, he crashed Mm. right and Chase was there. We were in his pit box when he crashed. And then I was mm. like, holy shit. Um, I am a bad luck charm right now. So at one of the restarts, Logano before the final restart where Byron kind of squeezed him. I was like, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Logano's pit stall. And this is because it's just
0: Redick was up there.
1: Yes, yeah. We needed Reddick to win really bad. So I went to Logano's pit stall. He kind of gets squeezed, loses the lead right there. And I was like, okay, that worked. We and Byron had pulled away by a full second with like eight laps to go. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Byron's pit box and hope that Logano catches them and they both wreck and Redick wins. Unfortunately, I could not be in both their pit stalls at the same time, but I did go to the Byron pit box. And as soon as I got to that pit box, his lead just starts disintegrating within seconds. And then Logano catches him, bumps him, puts him in the wall, and he finishes like 13th. It, if not fucking sorcerer uh, if we had a few more <laughs> inches a few more inches that's what <sighs> she said but if just a few more inches then they both wreck byron came down the track and almost clipped logano and then tyler reddick would have gotten his first win yeah which we had bet on happening so yeah i cursed um four drivers that day just by standing in their pit box it was it was pretty insane i told you had Chase, the
0: spirit of the lady in black in you
1: I, yeah, I told Chase, I was like, Chase, every, every pit box I stand in, something bad happens to them. And so I was like, I'm going to Logano's. And then Logano lost the lead. And I leave Logano's, go to Byron's. And then Logano just gains a full second on him and then puts him in the wall.
0: yeah yeah. i didn't i didn't want to believe that i that i could like i didn't want to spread that kind of energy and I, i literally like it's so funny because like most most i feel like most normal people when you would speak like that to them they would just be like you're this guy's fucking insane but we're very superstitious people and so i'm like i'm just gonna stand in this empty space and just try to just like just let things happen around me, you know? And so I was like, you go do that though. And so as soon as I saw William Byron wreck, I'm immediately just like that motherfucker's standing in his box right now. (laughs) And I knew it. And then you are like, guess where I'm standing. So if anybody wants (laughs) to blame anyone, like, like, I don't think a lot of people had William Byron to win that race. So I don't think we owe anyone an apology. We don't owe anybody an apology for anything because you should have been telling our picks. That's just yeah, the, I'm, uh, retired. That's I'm retired. I'm yeah, retired. You're retired
1: I can't apologize to anybody.
0: Yeah, and no one can No one can come at you for anything because you're retired. It's in the past, you know, and i no yeah. foul.
1: By the so, way, I, I looked at some old data between – from the start of 2021 up until my retirement, you know what my net units are? What was that? Over 110? units since 2021 on the NASCAR incredible band. dude so i know i just lost everything on this last race but if you've known me since 2021 you are a rich man and now mm-hmm. i'm retired so now you are sad that i'm retired so yep. goodbye i'm in hashtag most retired in the universe respect the out. most
0: retired in the universe
1: you missed sure. out on all that incredible roi since the beginning of 2021 well,
0: I'm gonna go ahead and work on your Hall of Fame ballot for the uh, for NASCAR sports betters, uh, and and I'll go ahead and get all that work done. If you do change your mind about retirement, you know, just shoot me a memo and let us know. But uh, everyone, I'll be just, in the
1: Claiborne. I'll be in the Claiborne playing bingo. There we go. You, you, that's where you can find me.
0: Bikino and bingo, and and every now and then a little go fish in between. Um, so yeah, those are the things there. I'll be sure to bring you some Jello from Piccadilly. And, uh, and you'll have a great one. I'll be there every Tuesday to talk to you for like 20 minutes. Um, and, and hopefully you'll be okay. Uh, but
1: once a week's too much, make it right. once, once a month.
0: How about once every two months? We'll have a lot to talk That's about. Fine. Yeah.
1: Once every two months. That's all fine.
0: right. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep the ship rolling over here, but, uh, thanks so much for listening. As always again, be sure to rate review and subscribe, on everything that we have, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you guys have been incredible. All the new people that have come into the Discord, thank you so much for, for giving us the vote of confidence, coming in checking out what we got. Uh, just can't thank you guys enough for everything and, and for the growth that we're seeing with Garage Guys this year. And, it, and it's, only, it's only getting better. So uh, be sure to continue to tell a friend, uh, one person, that maybe likes NASCAR, maybe doesn't like NASCAR. Maybe they're just a, a sports better and they don't have no dick about NASCAR. Tell them about us. Tell them to check us out. Show them a video on Instagram or TikTok or whatever else. Just spread the word. Continue to do that. And it, the vibes are just going to keep getting stronger and stronger for all of us. So appreciate everybody here. Um, Dale, any, anything else uh, but for your retirement or anything, any other words that you'd like to give? before we uh, close this thing out
1: um I'm retired all right
0: that's it all right that's done we will see you or I guess I will see you guys for Kansas maybe we'll have a special guest retired Dale Tanhart who knows uh we'll, we'll see what happens but uh have a great rest of your week and keep the bag strong nas strong don't worry we're coming back all right goodbye